This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, back with you here on the pod. And the quest to identify and secure the successor to Bill O'Brien as Alabama's offensive coordinator has landed on Tommy Reese. All of 30 years old, Tommy Reese won't turn 31 until May. He has spent the last two seasons, of course, as the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Three seasons prior to that, he was the Irish's quarterback coach. And this one hits home for Notre Dame fans because this guy is a Chicagoland product who played his prep football at Lake Forest High School, signed with Notre Dame in 2009, saw action for Notre Dame at quarterback from 2010 to 2013 and ironically enough this was a guy as the returning starter for the 2012 season would have been on a collision course perhaps for that matchup with Alabama in the 2013 BCS National Championship game instead Reese found himself suspended for the 2012 season opener. That paved the way for Everett Golson to take over. Now, Reese did make two starts during that 2012 season, but it was Golson who took the loss to the Crimson Tide in Miami Gardens in January of 2013. Reese retook the starting quarterback job at Notre Dame in 2013, passed for 2,900 yards and 27 touchdowns before getting a cup of coffee with the Washington football team in the NFL, now known as the Commanders. From there, Reese goes directly into coaching. It's on to Evanston, Illinois, where he served as a GA for Northwestern in 2015. On to the then San Diego Chargers as an offensive assistant in 2016. From there... Reese heads home to Notre Dame as the quarterback's coach for the Irish in 2017. Now, Reese, a year or so ago, had a decision to make. Marcus Freeman was promoted to head coach at Notre Dame after Brian Kelly departed for LSU. Reese ultimately elected to stay on instead of following Kelly to Baton Rouge. Sort of ringed of Saban's move from Michigan State to LSU about 25 years ago, didn't it? Some assistants back then stayed back in East Lansing with Bobby Williams. Small world, the coaching business, right? Because Bobby Williams would end up back with Saban at multiple spots down the road, including Alabama. And let's look at some of the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterback in relation to Tommy Reese, because that's going to be ultimately very important as a part of his job duties Worked with Ian Book primarily as a three-year starter for the Irish, including one of those starts against Alabama in the 2020 college football playoff that saw Book complete 27 of 39 passes for 229 yards and an interception. Three quarterbacks really for Notre Dame in the last two seasons. Settling on a successor to Book hasn't been easy for the Irish, no doubt about that. You've seen Jack Cohen, you've seen Drew Pine, you've seen Tyler Buckner in the last two seasons. Injuries have played a big part of that in effective play. At other times, it's had something to do with it. 
Of those three guys, Drew Pine has since moved on to Arizona State. And you got to think the presence of Reese had a lot to do with Sam Hartman coming in from Wake Forest. So there's definitely been some give and take where the portal is concerned and the quarterback position at Notre Dame the last couple of years. Schematically, when you consider Reese's background, Notre Dame probably even more 12 personnel than Alabama, although Alabama loves its two tight end sets. But at Notre Dame, it's been more about tight ends and running backs, a bigger part of the plan than, say, wide receivers. With that, I would say Notre Dame, certainly in comparison to Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, Irish haven't been as quarterback-centric as Alabama has been over the last five or six years. Tight ends for Notre Dame, again, have been a big, big part of what the Irish likes to do. Michael Mayer, most recently, going to be an NFL guy here soon. Cole Komet, prior to Mayer, was a really good college tight end in his own right. And again, the running back position, because Kyron Williams in 2020 and 2021, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Interesting to note, too, that it was a former Alabama player and staffer in Lance Taylor who coached the running backs and worked with Tommy Reese as the run game coordinator for the Irish from 2019 to 2021. Conceptually, again, there are very clear connections between what Notre Dame has done and what we've seen from Alabama. Both have been at their best when their people up front have been at their best. That's why you're encouraged if you're an Alabama fan to have Eric Wolford working with that offensive line. Notre Dame won the Joe Moore Award, symbolic of the top offensive line in college football in 2017. Alabama wins the award in 2015 and 2020, both now national championship seasons for the Crimson Tide. I would say as far as personnel differences, not as dynamic at quarterback. Again, book a nice college quarterback, but he's not Tua Tagovailoa. He's not Mac Jones. He's not Bryce Young. And then sticking with that theme of personnel, outside people hasn't been close at Notre Dame to what you've seen at Alabama. So when you look at some of the numbers for Notre Dame under Tommy Reese, you have to take that into account. Not that Notre Dame still didn't find a way to create explosive plays. They just weren't as easy in coming. Some of that by design, some of it based on, again, not having the type of outside personnel. Chase Claypool was a nice player for Notre Dame a few years ago on the outside, but certainly not to the level that Alabama enjoyed from that stretch of, say, what, 2017 through 2021? Now, schematically, what I would say is a big difference from Notre Dame to Alabama is that I don't recall Notre Dame employing much, if any, in the way of tempo. Brian Kelly went with it more at LSU this past season, but not so much during his time in South Bend. These are things, though, that I'm sure Reese is familiar with and perhaps is even excited about incorporating into his play calling and his offense in general moving forward. And where I do think the Notre Dame influence could help Alabama offensively is that more so since probably 2016, complimentary football is an area where Alabama needs to take a big step forward. I've said it many times on this podcast in the past. I've written about it at BamaOnline.com. As far as complimentary football goes, the 2022 team was essentially void of that aspect, an important aspect of its identity. Look, maybe one of these quarterbacks 
moving forward will prove capable of carrying the offense over stretches. But going into 2023, there will need to be sequencing that works from one snap to the next. In other words, depending on the quarterback to extend plays and or fix a lot of what ails the offense in other areas probably won't be all that sustainable. Don't take that to mean, though, that Alabama will resort to an approach that attempts to hide the quarterback or work around the quarterback. That won't happen, and it can happen for multiple reasons, one of them being the kind of playmakers that Saban and his staff are trying to recruit in college football in 2023. And as important as the OC role is, it will all really start for Reese with quarterback development. Continuing to bring Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson along will be paramount. The expectation is that growth at the position will occur simultaneous to a scheme that utilizes personnel across the board to set things up from one snap to the next. You're going to have an offensive line with encouraging returning pieces like Seth McLaughlin, J.C. Latham, Tyler Booker, this recruiting class that's coming in led by Caden Proctor at the tackle position, a guy who could play inside, outside to start his Alabama career. you got a promising second-year player in Elijah Pritchett that you're anxious to see coming up here in spring practice and moving through the offseason. Darian Dahlcourt is a veteran option in the interior of that offensive line. And as for those expectations, the bar, fair or not, at Alabama for a coach or an assistant in that role like Reese is stepping into is championship or bust. That's what happens when each of Nick Saban's last seven offensive coordinators at Alabama leave Tuscaloosa with national championship and or SEC titles on their resume. Some of those guys won one, but not the other. Brian Dable in 2017 wins a national championship in a year in which Alabama didn't qualify for the SEC championship game. Mike Loxley in 2018 runs the table before falling in the national championship loss to Clemson out in Santa Clara. Bill O'Brien similarly in 2021 wins an SEC title, is about eight minutes away from adding a national championship to his resume as a coordinator. That's the carrot that a Notre Dame guy now has chosen to take. And think about that. There was a time when such a move, going from Notre Dame to Alabama, would be considered lateral in nature at best. Not anymore. Instead, Tommy Reese, at the tender age of 30, will look to add his name to the list at college football's premier program. That's going to do it for the latest edition of the Bama Online Podcast. For everything associated with the Reese News, whether it's from the team perspective, whether it's recruiting related, you're going to want to get all that at BamaOnline.com. You certainly want to post up with us there. On the Roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans around the globe, the Roundtable is where you're going to hear it, where you're going to read it, where you're going to learn about it first right there with us at BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer thanking you once again. Until next time, so long, everybody. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. 